everyone uh, this is the root of all evil podcast and i am your host radha and if you were too lazy to check out the description or even the trailer that i put up then uh, let me reintroduce myself i'm radha and i'm pretty much obsessed with serial killers murders um true crimes and what not and um i think a little background to this is that um shout out to my dad for making me watch pidamagan when i was barely 2 years old and scaring the living hell out of me um so yeah the <clears throat> the first ever movie that i saw i think i was like 1 year old um was a, a movie called shock i think it starred um, meena and she was it's it's just a movie it's a horror it's a fn horror movie where she just like uh is possessed by a demon and then she just twists people head off and just like kills them i don't know what i'm why i'm saying this but just i'm just saying the how how why i am like obsessed with this things that i am obsessed with and um, so yeah so that's my life and um, today on this podcast um we're going to we're going to be talking about um, a serial killer i want to say uh, his name's uh, his is is actually uh, his name's gauri shankar but he goes by the name otto shankar and uh, this this podcast is going to be called the otto shankar uh, ride of terror in the madras of 80s so because this happened all of this happened in the 80s and um, and uh, <clears throat> something about uh, my podcast is that uh, just to just uh, justify the title of the podcast the root of all evil i'm going to be trying to analyze the every episode i'm going to try to analyze why this certain person did what they did did why they did the evil things that they did and uh, try to find the root of all evil you know <laughs> and um, so so let's get into the story his name's um, this this is a story of an auto driver it all started simple but he uh, gained the reputation of a ruthless and a very dangerous killer when police unearthed six corpses buried inside walls something something uh, sounds like uh, that come came out of a cinema right i know so even the police are like saying that most of his killings were uh, actually inspired from cinema and uh, people do get inspired the by cinema and the things that they watch but this man got inspired by the in the baddest of all ways and so the his story begins with um, so his original name is gauri shankar he was born in 1955 at the kambayanallur village and um, in the belur district so he soon um, he had a, obviously uh, he had a very rough childhood where his mom had an affair with somebody else and then she left him so she wasn't around for uh, much of his childhood and his father was a drunk and an alcoholic who wasn't really there to take care of him either so he had to take care of himself so there was always this this building rage this pain this confusion of why he was treated the way he was treated and uh, he was just this uh, he all he wanted in his life was just like earn money and and in any any way possible and um, that pretty much led to him led to what he was now and um, so starting out as a painter he came to chennai he settled in chennai in the periyar nagar and he later started driving auto rickshaws transporting not just for uh, you know passengers he also used the rickshaws 
transporting illegal commodities in areas between Thiruvanmur and Mahabalipuram his autos were also used as savaris quote unquote of young women for the flesh trade that went on back then so you get what you mean by the flesh trade right so so this is pretty much his um, background and uh, let's we got some new characters in the story now um, with the help of his young brother uh, mohan his brother in law elden and trusted accomplices shivaji jayavelu rajaraman i think it's Raj- rajaram i don't know i don't care Ra- rajaraman yeah ravi palani and paramasivam among others Shankar soon established himself as the uncrowned king of all wild and criminal activities in Thiruvanmur. So you get the idea of what he is, right? So he is a pretty much a big don like a criminal. Um he um he also ran prostitution dens from the line of huts in Periyar Nagar. So you get the idea of how much of a well-rounded criminal he is, right? So he pretty much did everything that but actually none of this actually affected him in any way but the, when he started killing people that's when things took a dark turn and uh, his influence peaked in the mid of uh, 18, 1980s and lasted just a couple of months couple of years until his murders were exposed so in 1987 a young woman lalita was shankar's uh, first known official victims uh, according to the police and uh, she was also a part of the inner circle But, but shit took a dark turn sorry excuse my language but things took a dark turn when she ran away with mr sudalai muthu one of his confidants but they were soon tracked down and was brought back to periyar nagar i mean uh, yeah that's uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that to your yeah sudalai muthu is a friend okay you shouldn't do that to a friend and um, when lalita was uh, yeah when when she was brought back she was um, beaten to death and was buried in a vacant plot in um, Periyar Nagar and Sudalai Muthu her lover was set on fire and was disposed in the bay of Bengal so you get the idea of how like uh, how he turned into a murderer right so it's all the rage that he had on his mom and it's just all coming up coming out now so she was buried in a empty lot and uh, it was not until your nearly 15 months later that lalita's remains were dug out so it was it pretty much uh, like he was exposed after that and the gang continued to operate fearlessly until shankar was confronted by three men uh, remember this three men mohan not his younger brother this is the this is the other mohan and sampat and govindraj So they had picked up a quarrel with Shankar's men and you know what happens when you y'all try to have a beef with Otto Shankar right you get murdered So yeah eventually obviously they got murdered uh they were rounded up and beaten to death and their bodies were also buried in a small plot in uh, Periyar Nagar uh with my gal Lalita um so these uh, you have to keep in mind that um in addition to these five uh, murders Shankar was also involved in the killing of this other person Ravi one of his confidants remember so yeah so uh i know until this uh, y'all are thinking this is just a bad knock off version of Vetayade Velayade meets Pudupettai uh trust me i felt the same but um, but it's just like bad with me cuz i think it's going to get interesting it should yeah so just to make sure if you're uh, if you made it till here um you know if there's a comment section i think there's a comment yeah you can you, you can go like comment i'm here or something on my instagram post that i did 
releasing the first episode just so i know you're still here because i feel like i already bored myself so if you're still here just like do that thank you just pass me right now and just go do that and okay um continuing the story so far we've got uh, lalita sudalai not his younger brother mohan sampath govindraj and ravi so so we these murders these murders were only on the police records so god knows how many lalitas or sudalais or ravis he actually killed and put in walls of random people's houses so if you if you are uh, you also have to remember these plots are uh, turned into residential houses later on so there are obviously like probably you know bodies in inside of walls in some some houses you know it's so so scary when you think about it so if you're in periyar nagar chances are there's a body near wall i don't know just saying no big deal uh so uh back to the story this is the time when our former chief minister mgr aka makkal tilagam aka purachi talaiwar passed away rip uh so the government was uh, was actually in a very it was very chaotic politically and uh, it was put into govern governor's rule for for some time and these uh, the families of these five men that were went, that men missing missing actually approached the police police officers but they had but they were not able to do anything because autoshankar was obviously he had influences in the police department too so they went straight they approached the governor who immediately put out a search committee including like a um, few very well trained like police officers and other constables and he was shankar was soon arrested along with his accomplices and his not so trustworthy friends uh basically told all the murders he committed and the disposal and how they disposed all the bodies in freaking residential plots and um this uh so soon so as the soon as the police found out that he buried uh, i don't know buried bodies in walls they unearthed the bodies of his victims creating a huge sensation among the people during 80s so obviously people are now terrified of something of finding a body in their walls and uh, it's not just that that uh, now he is pretty much well known as a serial killer and people are even too scared to even get out of their homes and then um and he's just as normal as auto driver that's what makes us worse and yeah so soon after shankar's arrest the policeman made a recovery of his property and found his diary which had photos of policemen of different ranks posing with him so this obviously indicated that these men have been protecting him for all these years of all his crimes So Shankar and his men were interrogated and were and were immediately sent to Chennai Central Prison uh, as they should be and from where Shankar made an escape with the help of a woman so my man was my man uh, did a daring escape and then uh, escaped the jail actually twice with the help of a woman and he was anyhow uh, subsequently tracked down near Odisha and brought back and was eventually hanged at Salem prison along with Eldon and Shiva So you guys <coughs> sorry um so he tried to escape he did escape successfully but um, he was again brought back but he was uh, brought back to Salem prison along with Eldon and Shiva his accomplices and uh, he was hung there finally in 1995 so this is the complete story like the case study that i have did on the it was it's all in the uh, on internet and uh, the rest the next part which is coming up i i actually watched a video interview of the judge reddy who handled the hanging of otto uh, shankar like um, in salem in the salem central jail and um, let me tell you guys it was a long ass interview and uh, and uh, i had nothing to do anyway so i watched it 
completely so and let me tell you this man is way too messed up in his head than we all thought but in a kind of a good way and uh, so so basically if someone's to be hung after a court passes an order to be hung the accused gets to appeal uh, at the court and shankar also did did that several times but even with the help of all the superior police officers he failed to save himself and um, and uh, you know the hanging of a criminal is let like, it's not a every very easy thing to do because it involves a lot of procedures and uh, this hanging of uh, otto shankar kept getting postponed for almost 6 years that uh, when he was finally hung on april 27 1995 he almost didn't believe it that he was going to be hung until the next morning when he was actually hung you know how crazy is that like uh, when you're like this this is the how the system of the police like the system is go, goes on that uh, a criminal is just he doesn't care uh, if he's going to be hung because it just keeps get get, get Okay. So the previous night to when he was hung he had to be he had to be guarded by officers as he's already successfully escaped jail twice. So just to keep him distracted the officers tried to speak with him and he started saying things he would never say to anybody unless he would be on his death deathbed or something. Um he confessed of all his murders and how he did them like individually he like dissected everything and then he told everything all all of that to all the police officers present there and this and this at this point this all these officers are just like shaken and like just horrified at this point and the next morning when it was confirmed that he he should be hung that day shankar came forward and accepted all his crimes and even told them that he deserved to die that he was um, he uh, at least at the end of when he was actually like it was sure that he was going to die that day he actually realized all of his crimes that he did and then he didn't he didn't fight back but rather repented his mistakes but it was too late to to apologize or to even uh, feel bad for what he did because it's going to be hung any minute now right so when it finally was when it was finally uh, time for him to hung for him to be hung he just uh, he just like um he just thanked this this is what makes him very unique like uh, among all the other killers or serial killers because he actually thanked the the superior officer the one of the superior officer telling him uh, like how grateful he was that he took care of him for almost 12 years he was in the he was in the jail prison and uh, he was just you know at the end of the day even after like even he's a criminal but uh, he's a criminal minded he killed a lot of people but at the end of the day we are all we are all human craving for some love and attention i mean affection so he thanked thanked the police officers for this and and you know if police officers were like they are supposed to be all tough and like scary looking but they were like you know they are also humans and they were just pretty much like very touched by uh, what he did and uh, as soon as he did so the lever was pulled and he was hung to death right there and um, and there there goes one of the most notorious dangerous serial killers was long gone for good um so there you go guys um um well i thought this will be a pretty big podcast it's is only 15 fn minutes so i don't have anything to say after this but let me just try to drag this for at least i don't know wait so yeah guys so there you go um if you like the story of the um, the very famous uh, killer serial killer otto shankar something's wrong with you 
also if you want to check out more about his story his life story and all the just a pretty much of a, a raw version of whatever i j- just said right now there's a i think there's a web series on the same name autoshankar on z5 if you want to go see watch that you can go watch that i don't know if it's free i don't know and okay so it's a little too dr- graphic so our viewers description is um, description is advised i don't know i didn't want to see it uh, personally i didn't want to see it at all because i just it's too graphic for me and uh so you guys so as i said in the beginning we'll try to find out the root of uh, this particular evil person which i think is the very pudupetaish uh, childhood history childhood uh, story that he had which probably made him the man he became in the later years of his life i mean when something like that happens you know like when your mom is like uh, not there around uh, and it's not just the story of a single parent not being able to take care of a child but it's just that um, even him even the father was not present was not was not a really a big a father figure for this person and uh, i mean something like that can scar you for life and you know you're completely changed as a person you know so yeah that's all i have for you guys and um, on this podcast and i think uh, thank you for listening to me for uh, wow 18 minutes that was uh, you could be doing anything right now like you could be like sleeping watching tv watching netflix but you decided to listen to me instead so thank you for sticking up with me until the end and um, honestly i'm just very grateful that anybody even like tried uh, wanted to listen to me in the first place so yeah uh, that's this week's podcast and i'll see you guys next week hopefully if i figure out a very interesting story for you guys and ah uh, until then this is radha signing off from the root of all evil podcast so stay safe you guys take care bye